Welcome to Signal from the Noise by Podcast Notes, the best ideas from the world's best podcasts in minutes. Please enjoy the notes from the Why 65% of 4th Graders Can't Really Read, Emily Hanford on Honestly with Barry Weiss episode of Honestly with Barry Weiss. Claim. Intro. Emily Hanford is an education reporter and creator of the Sold a Story podcast, where she investigates the influential educational theorists who have promoted a flawed idea and a failed method for teaching reading to American kids. In this conversation, Emily Hanford and Katie Herzog discuss why 65% of fourth graders can't really read, how this epidemic came to be, the people responsible, and what can be done about it. Check out these podcast notes on Barry Weiss advice for the new founders of America. Host, Katie Herzog. Cracks in the American educational system. Emily Hanford has met with the parents of many kids who are struggling to read, even though the school says they are progressing along just fine. During the pandemic, more and more parents were able to see how their kids were being taught. They were able to observe the frustration in their kids who are not being given the proper instruction. Zoom school revealed something that was likely already prevalent. More and more kids are not developing basic reading skills. National tests given in the 4th and 8th grades reveal that most kids in the United States are not proficient readers. About one-third of 4th graders are proficient readers. Emily Hanford has identified that the American educational system has an instructional problem. In many schools, kids are not being taught to read in optimal ways, which is making it harder for kids to learn how to read. Many parents have taken matters into their own hands by either teaching their kids themselves or hiring private tutors, which not every parent can afford to do. Parents are trusting that the public education system is teaching their kids how to read, but that is not necessarily what is happening. What changed that led us to this problem? Historically, there were two ways that schools taught reading, the whole word approach and the phonics approach. The details of the phonics approach. Words are made up of letters, and those letters make up sounds. Kids are taught the pieces of the language so they can eventually combine them and get to the whole. Details of the whole word approach. Start with the whole word and focus on the meaning of the whole word instead of the individual pieces of the word. This is a top-down approach. A new model came out in the 1960s known as whole language that shifted the attention of instruction to having kids understand the meaning and not waste time on the little rules of spelling patterns and how words work. The whole language theory argued that the ability to sound out the words and understand the pieces of the words was less important than understanding the meaning of the words. The whole language theory increased in popularity in the 1970s and 1980s. Marie Clay A researcher by the name of Marie Clay became the spokesperson for the whole language theory. She was applauded by presidents and kings and was inducted into some kind of reading hall of fame. Marie Clay developed a program called Reading Recovery that focused on helping the least proficient readers in a given class with one-on-one instruction from a highly trained reading teacher over the course of many weeks. Marie Clay emphasized how important it was to catch kids who are struggling as early as possible. In the 70s and 80s, more research on how our brains actually read was released. The research revealed that skilled readers are really good at the letters and sounds component of reading. Two educational theorists Irene Fountas and Gay Sue Pinnell became champions of the whole language theory and greatly contributed to its widespread adoption, despite the theory being disproved by cognitive scientists many years before their rise. 
Irene founders and gay Sue Pinnell made millions of dollars selling advice, courses, and assessments to schools that propagated the whole language theory. Habits of skilled versus struggling readers Skilled readers are able to instantaneously remember the sounds of words without directly memorizing them. Skilled readers link the spelling, the meaning, and the pronunciation of words instantly. This is the hallmark of being a good reader. If the spelling-meaning-pronunciation connection is strong enough, then readers can focus on the meaning of the text without exerting much effort on the sounds of the words. The idea that people predict the words as they read has contributed to the failing literacy rate. Trying to predict the next word is exactly how struggling readers read, and that is how our kids are being taught in school. The ways that kids are taught how to read really matters. Schools are making it harder for kids to learn how to read if they are teaching them the habits of struggling readers. The politicization of reading. Reading became politicized during the Bush administration. Under Bill Clinton, there was beginning to be a recognition that there was a large body of scientific research on reading and how it works that many schools were not familiar with. Reading instruction in schools was not informed by the findings of this research. The Bill Clinton administration wanted to bring an end to the reading wars by making every school aware of the best practices for teaching reading based on the science. The Clinton administration convened a national reading panel, which eventually determined how important it was for kids to receive phonics instruction as a foundational teaching. Phonics is in understanding the sounds and pronunciations of words. Clinton's national reading panel discredited a lot of the whole language movement. The whole language movement was largely discredited by the late 1990s. George Bush carried his mother's passion for reading and literacy into his presidency. George Bush launched his Reading First initiative when he became president, which planned for $5 billion to be spent on improving reading instruction in America. The Reading First initiative positively changed the way that many teachers taught, however, the initiative ultimately fell apart before its impact could reach all the schools and teachers in the country. Institutional shortcomings. Many teachers are not taught about the scientific body of evidence that was of interest to Bill Clinton and George Bush when they are learning to become teachers in college. In many cases, teachers are not taught much of anything on how to best teach reading to their students. Teachers are desperate for advice on how to best teach reading. Teachers looked up to Irene Fountas and Gay Sue Pinnell and trusted what they were saying. It has taken parents, reporters, and cognitive scientists to stand up and question the assumptions about the way kids are being taught to read. It is important to trace the roots of the whole language movement and understand why it rose to prominence. Questioning the designated experts. Reading is so important that it is understandable why there is contention over the best way to teach it. There are a lot of myths about reading that are easy to believe because of our own experiences. There is so much vulnerability to confirmation bias in the area of reading. Many of us erroneously assume that learning to read is just something that happens for everyone if they are read to enough and have access to books. Just surrounding kids with books does not solve the problem. Just motivating kids to learn to read does not mean that they will do it. The aha moment for many teachers is when they see their own kids struggling to read. Many teachers that have taught for over a decade do not realize the literacy problem until it affects their own child. Why did it take so long for us to realize this? Emily Hanford believes that we have gotten used to the problem. 
Many people try to explain away the poor reading scores as if poverty can explain it all, according to Emily Hanford. Emily believes that the problem may have more to do with wealth than it does with poverty. The students that receive the instruction they need to become proficient readers are driven by wealth. Poverty does play a role in this educational shortcoming, but it is more of an instructional issue. At the federal level, the United States has not agreed on what we want our kids to know. It tends to be a mess anytime this debate surfaces. The tests that we use to evaluate reading ability must also be improved. The simple view of reading. The simple view of reading. Reading comprehension equals ability to read the words X language comprehension. The simple view of reading does not argue that reading is simple, but it promotes a simple way to understand the complex process of reading. Emily Hanford argues that schools must focus more on the ability to read the words term in the simple view of reading equation. The ability to read the words is the best thing that can be given to young kids that are learning to read. Kids come to school knowing how to talk and the meaning of their spoken language, but most of them do not come to school knowing how to read the words. The emotional response to Emily's reporting. Most of the responses Emily has received have been from teachers who were not aware of any of this. Many teachers are coming to grips with the fact that they were teaching kids to read in a way that actually made it harder to read. Generally, the teaching profession attracts rule followers who do what they are told to do. Responses from Faunus and Pinnell Founders and Pinnell have responded to the backlash that Emily's reporting has sparked by arguing that they and Marie Clay have largely been misunderstood. Essentially, they have responded by doubling down on their beliefs. Dyslexia Diagnosis About 5-15% to of Americans are diagnosed with dyslexia. It is possible that there has been an over- or misdiagnosis of dyslexia when in reality, the core issue is reading instruction. This is not to say that dyslexia is not real. Many kids get the label of dyslexia and just think they are stupid, when in reality, being labeled may be a result of poor instruction from their teacher. It is common for students that do not read well to go to the nurse's office or intentionally get in trouble to be sent to the principal's office when it is time to read in class. Where to from here? Many of these problems can be traced back to a poor teacher training system. Emily believes that we do not value teachers in the way that we should. Teachers want to get this right, they just need the proper training, guidance, and tools. This problem has been a long time in the making, the solution will likely also be a long time in the making. Trying to solve the problem too urgently may lead to a quick fix solution instead of the best solution. That wraps up the notes for this episode. Five-star ratings are very much appreciated. Don't forget to go to podcastnotes.org and subscribe to our free newsletter. The Top 10 Ideas of the Week every Monday.